0: Today on the fourth Sunday of Hatur, Our church puts in front of our eyes a passage from Mark 10 uh, When the Lord is speaking to the young rich man And uh, we've heard this uh, story before In multiple gospels And one uh, verse specifically uh, Always catches my attention And he loved him And it says, And Jesus looking upon him, loved him. And said to him, You lack one thing. Go sell what you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. Carry your cross and come follow me. So, today of course we are talking about the rich young man. Whom, you know, was seeking eternal life. And he had a lot of good things about him. But he was, as the Lord said, lacking one thing. But, Today, I want to focus a little bit on why Jesus focused and said to him specifically. And wanted scripture to tell us specifically that he loved him. Christ met many people. He loved all of them. But when he was inspiring scripture, when he was, you know, pointing out this very important detail of loving him. He was pointing it out in Mark 10, when Mark was writing, for a specific reason. One, this man ran up, if we remember the gospel said. And as he was setting out on his journey, the Lord, a man ran up to him. This rich young man had a good heart, and he had urgency. He was trying to seize the moment. Childlike mentality of going up and running up so he can meet the Lord. He had passion He was not lukewarm Once he saw the Lord Once there was a chance to come to The Lord Jesus Christ He came We come to the Lord every Sunday We come to the Lord every week How many times do we run up to Him Versus how many times are we just here Visitors Or you know even sometimes People in a stadium Just watching an event Versus, "I am running to him." That's the first thing that maybe would catch our attention as to why the Lord inspired the gospel writer to say, "And Jesus loved him." The other thing that this man did was he knelt. Again, the gospel says, "And the gospel says, "And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up, knelt before him. The man didn't just run up. He knelt Before a man that was pretty controversial People were divided Is this Jesus, you know, just a teacher Or is he the Messiah Some people thought he's Elijah Some John the Baptist People were confused And he is a rich young man Probably one who is to inherit a lot from his maybe parents But he was seeking something more And we're going to talk about that in a second The earthly was not enough. He realized that the riches of this world are not enough. So it wasn't just enough that he would run to the Lord. He knelt before the Lord. And as he was setting out on his journey, the Lord, a man ran up and knelt before him. How many times do we kneel before the Lord in humility, in admission of God's status of sovereignty in comparison with ours? When we humble ourselves, just like the sinful woman, under the Lord's feet, then the Lord glorifies us. Do we teach this to our kids, to run up and to kneel before the Lord? This act of kneeling, of humility, is very much present and you know brought forth when we talk about this in Exterium today. And we talk about Cornelius, as Paul was pointing out. Cornelius was not a Christian, but somehow this man was fasting and praying humbling himself before the Lord. And therefore the Lord brought him up. And it wasn't just any bringing up. The Lord literally had St. Peter, the great St. Peter, the one whom, quote, well, you know, get entrusted with the keys of the kingdom. St. Peter was getting taught a lesson by God just so he can go and teach this man, Cornelius, a non-Christian. God was seeing Cornelius so much. Because Cornelius also loved him Just like the centurion This man ran up and knelt before the Lord This man also asked Asked the Lord Again, the gospel says And as he was setting out on his journey A man ran up, knelt before him And asked him Sometimes we don't ask Sometimes the questions are embarrassing And sometimes it shows When Satan fights us with a question, with a doubt, Is God with me? Is Is He really with me on the journey? Did He abandon me? Am I uh, too bad to be saved? Is it too late? Am I just not a chosen one? But this man did not want to just wait out and be lukewarm about it. He went and asked... Some of these values and virtues I think we all need to have, of course, me first of all. Because no matter how old we get, no matter how old I get, no one is too old to ask questions. No one is too old to kneel down before the Lord. No one is too old to run up to the Lord. When the deacon stands in the liturgy and he says, Worship God in fear and trembling. And I sometimes joke with the kids and I say, the deacon shouts and says, Sit to God in fear and trembling. Oh wait, no, he doesn't say that. Worship God in fear and trembling. The church is trying to train us, and to hone us, and to preserve this pure teaching of, no one is too old to worship. No one is too old to kneel. What are we telling our children when all we're doing is sometimes Sitting. This man ran up, he knelt, he asked him, and he didn't just ask, "This rich young man was inheriting everything. He's rich." But he was asking for the eternal inheritance." Again, the passage says, "And as he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up, knelt before him, and asked him, "Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life?" His eyes were on the goal, His eyes were on the prize. His eyes realized and his heart realized. No matter how how much I have here. How rich people call me here. I'm not really rich, am I? The people who are truly rich are the ones who store up in heaven. When the Lord answered this young man. And he told him, hey, you know the commands. You know them. Follow them. The rich young man also had one more thing that was good about him. Or, well, we think that was good about him. He said, and he answered the Lord and said, All these I have kept from my youth. All the commandments I have kept from my youth. And right after that, the Lord says, or the Lord says, in Scripture, and Jesus, looking upon him, loved him and said to him, So after the Lord saw this man's heart, that he was running up to him, Kneeling down before Him Asking Him earnestly Just like, you know, the the woman who was asking the judge In Luke 11, for example Having his eyes on the eternal inheritance The richness of heaven Keeping the commands The Lord told him, hey I think you're missing one more thing Which is the thing that activates Christ's life in us Which is the thing that makes everything that this young man was doing Effective, which makes everything that we do worth something, which is to carry His cross, which is to self-empty, to self-empty everything so the Lord can fill us. If I have a cup and it's full of water, I can't fill it with another substance. I have to empty the water or I have to empty what's inside of me in order for the Lord to fill me. No matter, you know, uh, you know, I have 25% filled. But, you know, if that 25% of my cup is filled with poison, no matter much, how much I add, it's still poisonous. Yeah? It's still dirty. If I empty myself, the more I empty myself, the more the Lord will fill me. And that's one of the great reasons the Lord commanded him, again, with love and told him, And I'll read it one more time, because the words should pierce to all our hearts, because the Lord is telling us all this same passage. And Jesus, looking upon Him, loved Him, and said to Him, You lack one thing. Sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Take up your cross and come follow Me. When we self-empty and carry the cross, just like the Lord did, by the way, the Lord in Ephesians 2, is described as who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God, I think to be grasped. He didn't just want to stay in his abode and on his throne in heaven with the cherubim and seraphim praising him all the time. Yeah, that always is and always was and always will be. Even when he was incarnate. But at the same time, he didn't grasp that and just hold on to that. No. In Philippians, St. Paul says, But he emptied himself, Christ emptied himself, taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likes of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. So, when we are like Christ, when we carry our cross, when we humble ourselves, and as it says in Philippians, empty ourselves. And as the Lord said to this rich young man, give all we have. Give it out When we don't carry anything in our hearts Sure, we can carry stuff in our pockets Just like the Good Samaritan If you remember the story of the Good Samaritan The Good Samaritan passed by The wounded man And he took care of the wounded man And he took the wounded man And put him in an inn, in a hotel And took what was in his pocket And after he took what's in his pocket Gave it to the inn and said, take care Of the man. And I'll give you more. As you need. So, the Lord is not specifically asking us here to, you know, give up everything in the sense of, Like the calling of Saint Anthony. The great one. He heard this verse. The Lord touched him and revealed to him that his calling in life is to give all money. We are also called to give all money. And all self. And all self-love. And all that we have. From honor, from dignity, from anything that we would consider to be making us who we are. The more we empty ourselves of us, the more God can fill us. And His image can now imprint on us. And we can be co-crucified with Him and therefore co-glorified with Him. Why did Christ tell him, hey, give up everything, sell all that you have and come Follow me. Take up your cross. And follow me. When you follow me. Therefore you will pass. You will pass over. And you will resurrect. You will find the desire of your heart. You asked me and said. Good teacher. How shall I inherit? Inherit. It's an inheritance. How shall I inherit eternal life? And I'm telling you. In order to inherit, you have to be in me. You have to be co crucified. You have to be self emptied from you. So I can fill you. And therefore, when you're full of me, you can inherit everything that I am and will be. This uh, reminds me greatly of uh, in Matthew 25. Um, the Lord is speaking of the second coming, and He's speaking of judgment. And he says, then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, O blessed of my father, inherit, inherit the kingdom prepared before you for the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. The people who are going to enter are going to be the ones who empty themselves out for the sake of all others. Who are going to empty themselves out for the sake of God. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you stranger and welcome you? Or naked and clothe you? When did we see the sick When we see you sick or in prison and visit you, and the king will answer them Truly I say to you, as you did to one of the least of these brethren, you did it to me. That's why the Lord said, Jesus said in today's gospel Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left anything, who has given up anything, who has self emptied himself of anything. There is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecution, with the cross, with the self-emptying and in the age to come eternal life. But money that are first will be last and the last first this rich young man was first when he would enter a place probably known that he was a rich young man and the Lord wanted to make him always remaining first but the rich young man had something he couldn't get rid of he couldn't self empty he couldn't sell what he has do I have good possessions as a man? Am I the rich young man? Do I understand that I am taking nothing with me And acting based on such? Am I kneeling, asking God Hey, I want you Having the right goal Am I feeling when the Lord tells me Hey, <laughs> I want you to give it up for me I'll give you so much more I just, you know, as a child I need you to give up what's in your hands So I can give you the true food Is that sin really worth my eternity? Is it really worth hanging on to? Or should I self-empty from it? Is that moment of earthly pleasure worth my inheritance of life? Is that judgment or slander or ungodly thought, ungodly word, ungodly hearing, gossip about another son or daughter of the king? Is that really worth it? Is that ungodly watching, ungodly scrolling? All really worth my eternity? Or should I self empty of that? Like the Lord asked the rich young man to self empty of what held him back from carrying the cross? Is that boyfriend or girlfriend or party worth me losing everything? Do I have great possessions that I'm not willing to give up? Is that all worth losing my inheritance of eternal life? Am I self giving and self emptying like Him? These are all questions. I got to ask myself every day. We'll end with this. The Lord in Luke 11 talks about hey, the disciples ask him, you know, hey, teach us how to pray. And after he teaches them how to pray, and he asks, tells them, hey, pray, saying, Our Father who art in heaven. Our Father, because, hey, we are your sons. We will inherit. He then says, you know, if you come and you ask your father for bread... Is he going to give you... You know... Some poisonous animal? No. If you then, who are evil... Know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will the Heavenly Father give... The Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? That's Luke eleven thirteen. 13. When we pray... When we're seeking the Lord in church... When we do all the things that the young man did run up kneel down ask him ask him for our eternal inheritance ask him to fill our lives when we tell him Lord I've kept all the commandments but I'm still missing you I can't do it on my own I need your grace I need your Holy Spirit I need to dwell in me I'm asking for him to dwell in my life I'm actually asking for the Holy Spirit when I ask for an inheritance I'm asking for the Holy Spirit when I'm asking for help I'm asking for the Holy Spirit when I'm asking Him to guide me For His will I'm asking for the Holy Spirit Any time I am attempting to come up Like this rich young man come, came up to the Lord I'm asking for the Holy Spirit And the Lord said Again in Luke 11 Hey If you are evil But as fathers and mothers You know how to give your children good things How much will I give you if you ask for me I will give you everything But you have to ask Of course, this rich young man, unfortunately, went away sorrowful because he lacked such self-emptying. St. Paul says, But now behold, I am going to Jerusalem, bound in the Spirit, not knowing what shall befall me there, except that the Holy Spirit testify to me in every city, that imprisonments and afflictions await from me. But I do not count my life of any value, nor as precious to myself. If only I may accomplish my course and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. We have the rich young man who was seeking God, was running up to God, was kneeling up to God, was seeking inheritance. The heavenly inheritance. And he went away sorrowful. And on the other hand, we have Saint Paul, who was also seeking God. I was also kneeling before God. He was seeking so hard, actually, he was going the wrong way. But he realized that the only way he can actually inherit is to carry his cross and follow the Lord. And that's why he said again, the Holy Spirit testifies that in every city, imprisonment and affliction awaits me. But I do not count my life of any value, nor as precious to myself. If only I may accomplish my course and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus. These are the words that the Lord Jesus Christ was trying to help the young man reach. This is the goal, the mentality that the Lord Jesus Christ is helping and trying to help us all reach. When he was telling the rich young man, hey, I love you. One thing you lack, give up all, come after me, carry your clock cross, self-empty like I will and am and always will be so you may inherit eternal life in me and glory be to God forever, Amen